In London, technology is the Silicon Roundabout. Introducing a new talk show dedicated to the people of the London technology startup scene. Silicon Real. Each week, interviewing entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, financial technology, accelerators, and incubators in an exciting three-person format. Learn about the people behind the innovation. Locally filmed, locally sourced. Silicon Real. It's about the people. This is Silicon Real, the weekly talk show dedicated to the people of the London technology startup scene. I'm Brian uh, Rose. I also host London Real in this same studio. We usually get three people here, get them together, try to figure some things out. Uh, we've had uh, guys like Bruce Perry from the BBC series Tribe. We had uh, Tim Ferriss from the Four Hour Everything. We had uh, MP George Galloway in here talking crazy. So uh, <laughs> it's been fun, but we're here today to talk about tech. My co-host is entrepreneur Colin Pyle, who runs uh, Online Language School lingos crew cafe coffee what's going on with you yeah it's good was in germany early this week finalizing the biodegradable pots so love it. super love it. exciting mm. gonna order a lot of pods and a lot of coffee so okay. it's like making the leap it's game time Think. game time okay dropping serious cash to get yeah. lots of things that hopefully i can sell later awesome <laughs> so yeah Okay, yeah, very good. good. You know, before we get to our guests, I just wanted to shout out to TaskRabbit, which yep. is our new partner. You might have seen uh, Lauren Sherman here a few weeks ago. Uh, I know you watched that episode. Yep. Uh, Drop in Science. I mean, she really represented that company. They're here in yep. London. They're a company that outsources errands and uh, skilled tasks. Well, I've used them for London Real. You've used them for Silicon Real. Use them for everything. Yeah, I mean, that, that, <laughs> saving my life. They'll the do everything. Tasks. They'll like get coffee. They'll clean your house. They'll fix your plumbing, and they can do like crazy tasks. Like you're, you had someone go and work GoDaddy for you, and like, yeah, sort out IPs. Yeah. Change uh, you know ownership of a, of a of a web domain to my company from me personally. Like I just didn't have time. It's it's be amazed at what what they can actually do. So just yeah. ask the question and see if they can do it. <laughs> yeah, highly skilled. And uh, so if you use the code real twenty five, you get twenty five pounds free. Yeah. So basically, they'll go do something for a couple hours for you yeah. uh, if you use that code. So there's no reason not to. And uh, yeah, we love them. Uh, we love any startups coming to London here. So go check them out. I've been telling like any friends of mine, just it's like it's two free hours. Yeah. You know? Get your house cleaned. Yeah, exactly. That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a Christmas party and yeah. we had someone help us clear up. There you, there you go. go. Yep. There you go. All right. I love it. Um, anyway, so check them out. Um, on to the show. Our guest today is uh, Robin Exton. She is the founder and CEO of Datch, which is the lesbian dating app. Uh, it's for women to date who they want, when they want, where they want. Right? Yeah. It's the first app that's been um, built purely for a lesbian audience. Um, you guys are part of the Wayra Incubator Program. Yep. As of what? Today? As of, yeah, today we leave. Everything, like, everything's being packed up. I left with it all kind of sprawled out over the office. But yeah, we leave tonight. Wow. All yeah. right. I want to get back to that. You've also just finished an angel financing round. hundred thousand uh, pounds. Yes. The rumor? Closed that. Uh, it was in September. That was yeah, in September. Yeah. Okay. That's fantastic. Um, uh, those are, uh, those are great starts. Welcome to Silicon Real. Thank you for having me. Okay. You're doing great by the way. <laughs> you know, Robin, uh, you have a very unique business model. Yes. Or very unique business. A business. Yeah. We <laughs> haven't, you know, we haven't had uh, this business on here before. Yeah. And I was wondering what it's like when you, you meet people and tell them what Datch does, when you meet VCs and tell them what yeah. Datch does, what you tell mom that yeah. Datch does. I mean, and, and what's your reaction like? Always different. Um, uh, kind of tends to group into different people always a bit like surprised. I think you always, you'll get people that will be like, oh, okay. 
Uh, and they're just like processing, what do I say next? What's the appropriate thing to say here? Like, don't reveal anything. Uh, okay. And then there's other people that are just like, cool, never met someone doing that before. That's really interesting. Some people focus on the dating part. I think I was talking to a friend's dad and he was like, what do apps do? And I was like, okay, cool. Right. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go with that bit. Like, I think everyone has a different reaction. I uh, haven't met anyone else doing it. I've, well, obviously since doing it now, we have some competitors that are out there. But yeah, when we started, we were the only people doing it just for women. Okay. And that word like lesbian, you said on one of your Twitter feeds that sometimes that gets blocked by like Vodafone uh, yeah. and all that um, stuff. Uh, Is Google that something... has some really bad filters on LGBT terms. Um, so okay. we don't appear on Safe Search uh, because it has lesbian in it. So, okay, which um, is frustrating. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some big, like I think BT filter, there's like really big things. Uh, a lot of charities are kind of lobbying the government to get that changed because it's, you know, if you're a 16 year old and you're trying to figure out your sexuality and you're trying to like research it and you can't find content, that's not cool. Okay. And, you know, for people that don't know, I mean, uh, this, this is going to come up sooner or later, but, you know, there's a, 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 a male gay app called Grindr that's hugely popular. Seven million people that use it in 190 countries. It's yeah. mentioned on Girls, you know, this last week. Yes, I watched yeah. the show Girls. And uh, I mean, well, like, that's very revealing. You know, I, I, I also watched Downton Abbey. Okay. You know? I just told everyone about it last night. So, um, but I mean, like, this is a, a very big business. It has huge implications. It's got a lot of implications, whether as you don't have to go to a specific physical uh, geography to meet people you can now do yeah. it via app and I don't know there's there's real things happening here so uh, I don't know we want to hear all about your business yeah so we usually ask people um, can you tell us a bit about what you've done what you're planning yeah. to do and why do you think you can win in this space okay so what we've done um, we built it well like, so I guess my the, the story of like how I started it in the first place um, I used to work for a brand consultancy and was working in the marketing industry and uh, one of my clients was a dating business called Global Personals, and they run a really big network for dating. So um, you, it's a white label platform. Uh, that just kind of got me into the space and thought it was really interesting. And a friend of mine was using Grindr, and uh, he was working on the dating project with me. And I just thought it was phenomenal. Like, it's the most amazing app. And at the time, it was, it was a bit earlier on in its days where it wasn't quite I mean, it was promiscuous, but not to the extent that it is now. Um, and he was going away for weekends to Paris. And within like 15 minutes, he'd meet up with someone and it was just for a coffee. Um, but he could meet them for a coffee. And British people haven't always historically been the best at making new friendships in social circumstances. It's a, people are a bit reserved. And I was like, this is awesome. You can go to another place and meet someone. And that's completely socially acceptable. It's fine. It's the easiest way to meet new people. Um, and so then it ended up, I did a straight app with him for a little while. We um, uh, thought that we should make Grindr for straight people um, and just, we didn't know what we were doing, frankly. It's a great idea. Um, <laughs> Grindr sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, What's the, a, there's one out now, right? Uh, there are so many. There's, okay. there's like 163 apps or something for straight people now because um, wow. this was quite a while back. Um, so like Badoo is probably one of the biggest. Um, I mean, there are tons and tons of apps for straight people. Um, we weren't particularly like techie at the time. We were all very brandy. So we were doing our like vision and values. Um, but it kind of just got me into the tech scene. I then started going to some meetups and just, I read the Lean Startup and was like, oh, this is interesting. Um, and then was with some girlfriends in the pub. Um, I'd realized quite a few problems of what I've been doing. And yeah, I was with some girlfriends. We were looking at um, another lesbian dating site um, and I kind of, it all clicked and was like, oh, I need to make an app for women. Um, and that was kind of how it all started. So I built a really bad private beta um, that was kind of put together really quickly, um, used it to test and see how our users wanted to go dating because no one had really made an app for women. So I wanted to learn their behavior and see 
what the patterns were, like how did women want to use it. Um, and then got into Wira, um, built the team. Uh, we rebuilt the whole app um, and uh, built it basically around how women want to go dating. Um, we just found some really interesting patterns and trends and behaviors of things that weren't working in the private beta that we built. And a lot of assumptions that I think go into straight dating apps that are based around male dating behavior. And it's really small kind of interaction based stuff that means it works really well for guys, but misses quite a few tricks for women. And Can so, you give us some examples? Yeah. So like... Uh, I think loads of the dating industry has hinged off Grindr. They were kind of some of the first people into the market and they set a lot of the behavior which other people have copied. So Grindr shows you the closest user to you. And uh, for like gay guys, especially, that's great because they meet up within like four hours um, or you know 20 minutes or half a day or whatever, but they meet up really quickly. So seeing that closest person to you is really relevant and really useful. Women rarely do that. Like they'll tend to book a date ahead. So whether it's like two days ahead or for the weekend or for a week's time, they're always booking it in advance. And so if I'm in like Shoreditch, like it's fine if a girl that I'm chatting to is in Clapham because we're going to go on a date in Soho. So that whole kind of distance thing just doesn't really matter in the same way. Um, Things like profiles. So normally you have one really big picture and a really small amount of text. Um, and the way men and women behave, like for guys, that's normally enough. If you're like, yeah, I'm attracted to you, guys will often send a message because they're like, yeah, let's just talk and see what happens. Girls have a few more like uh, processes normally that happen before that. So they want to just see tiny bits more of information before they send that message. One profile picture isn't enough. So on our private beta, we were seeing every conversation just started with like, hey, winky face, like, hey, what's up? Like, nice eyes. Then it was really bad conversations because no one was asking anything useful, but that's because there wasn't anything useful to ask them about. So we were realizing this just like for women, because the conversation is so important before the meetup, we had to make it easier for them to get that conversation going and start talking. So we ended up building our profiles that are all kind of like Pinterest inspired. Um, So you have these like boards that are basically that you upload pictures of what you do at the weekend, like what kind of food you like to eat, um, where you hang out. It's like really small little insights, really easy to upload. Um, It's a nice, easy thing to make. But it also means that when you're viewing someone's profile within like three seconds, you get what kind of a person they are without having to read that really awkward tech stuff. So you're like, okay, I get your vibe. um, And I've got something to ask you about that's like a kind of hook of a conversation that's not just you look fit, let's start talking. Um, And it makes the conversation a lot better. Interesting. So how many images are we talking on an average profile, like six or eight images? Um, No, so people, it's interesting. We're kind of having to help people realize what stuff to upload so when we, we at first we didn't put any guidance in of what they should upload we just left it completely open and allowed them to upload whatever they wanted and it started off everyone was just uploading loads of pictures of themselves because that's kind of what everyone did on every other dating site and dating app so we now kind of have like coach marks and stuff that are coming through and it's as soon as someone starts they upload a lot so it's kind of getting them over that first bump of adding a few extra images and then after that they kind of come back like weekly to update it with new stuff so on average it's like between five and six um, fields on a profile. Wow. Okay. And what are you guys planning to do? I know you're, you're just based in London now. Yeah. You've had some angry reviews on your apps because people can't get you in, in America. In America yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good, that's a high quality yeah. problem. Yeah. It's, um, uh, oh, it's like a problem. It's really like uh, stressful because I want to go there like, really quickly. But at the same time, we've got so much stuff to do here still that it's not like the right time for us to be there right now. Um, I am going over to the States in February for a conference called Lesbians Who Tech, which is its first ever conference. So we're demoing there. Um, but we'll, we will be going to the States this year. It's just a matter of when the right time is for it. Okay. Right now it's London only. Uh, it's in the UK. So okay. it's available across the UK. Okay. And it's completely free? Completely free. Yeah. 
Cool. Okay. We'll, we'll get into business model, I guess, at some yeah. point. The last part of that is why will you guys win? Why do you have it right as opposed to, you know, the other people? Yeah. It's a big space, like you said. People yeah. see this as yeah. huge um, potential. It's a, yeah, it's a really big opportunity. I think we're the right people because, I don't know, I feel like we care about it the most. Um, we, we saw it first. We have obsessed over it for the past, like, nearly a year now. We know this community and our community knows us. So we spend more hours with these women than anyone else can have time to catch up with at the moment. Um, and I think just almost like the, the peop- what Datch is now already, like the users that are on it, they're, they're the people that are going to make it the thing that, that runs well and makes it successful because it's a, an amazing community of, of wicked women. Like we had a night last night and I met loads of them and they're just great people who are making friends and kind of welcoming other people into the community and kind of going, Hey, you're new. Awesome. Like great to see you. Like it's a really great group of people. Okay. Just, you mentioned kind of, you alluded to business model. Yep. Is this like, is this, we just had, you know, Garrett Davies from Adbrain in here. Is this a mobile advertisement business model in the long run? Um, it will be, um, but the, the crux of the business is going to be around a premium version of the product. Um, so that will run on subscriptions. Um, we also know that, kind of traditionally and what we've seen in the past years that like women monetize really well for micropayments um, and making yeah, small in-app purchases. Um, so I think we'll have a series of possibly features that you can access like for a limited period of time. Um, and then we'll have premium, which will have a bundle of those features that will come together. Okay, very good. What's Wayra been like? And for people that don't know what Wayra is, can you describe how you found them you yeah. know, and, and how it changed your business? Why, like, uh, they were literally starting up as I was um, kind of just starting to do tech stuff. So it kind of, I watched their journey at the same time as when I was starting to do mine. Um, for me, they were the right accelerator because I was a single founder um, and they were the only people, like most other accelerators, you have to have a tech co-founder to join. Um, so yeah, I applied for it and... Uh, it's a nine-month program that is run by Telefonica, which is O2's parent company. And uh, you will get 40,000 euros investment as a convertible note. Um, you're in there for nine months. And then there's a, a series of kind of mentors and talkers and different people that come in and help accelerate your business. So it's, yeah, it's done now. Um, uh, it's been really good. I think like, when I think about the company that I went in as and what I am now, it's, it's like, you know, pivotal. There's, I would... 100% do it again because I'm so much further ahead than when I went in. It's incredible. Um, there were amazing teams that I did it with that are great people that have like, helped my business, like uh, really helped me and made great friends from. Um, and it's, yeah, it's been a really cool experience. And what's next? Do you have to leave the nest? You have to go we to do. the workspace? Yeah. Um, we're going another startup. Uh, we're going moving in with them. So okay. uh, yeah, not I'm not ready to go totally solo yet. We have to like, share the space with uh, other yeah. people. Slowly, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like going to university and having a roommate. Yeah, and exactly. Maybe you'll go and get your own place. Yeah, we're flat sharing for the moment. So we've done yeah. like halls and now it's flat sharing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it must be strange to leave that wire though because yeah. like for at first, I mean, I, I don't know because I haven't been in there, but it must feel like, okay, a bit like university, like, okay, for the next three months, mm. I'm going to be here and like, I can't really do too much. Well, I'm going to meet yeah. all these people, but then now you have to go do it, don't it's you? A, it's an absolute bubble though. Like even, even geographically, like it's not here like it's a bit further away so you're completely in this bubble there's so much stuff that happens there like so many events in the evenings and it's a very different you know they have like the o2 network which means they have a very different audience of people that come into that space which is a very unique opportunity in itself um so you kind of feel like you have to make the most of it while you're there so you tend to go to those um events in the evenings rather than coming to stuff that normally happens over here so it's a very like immersive experience and it's for nine months which is a long nine period months, of time yeah. no, i thought yeah. it was just three months yeah it's nine it's nine 
Most of the other ones are three. Like, yeah. three. Okay. So you say here. Here is shortage, which yes. is where we are, which is technically the Silicon Roundabout, which is, you know, well, we've had arguments on this show whether it's the center of tech in London, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's central to tech in London for sure. Um, yeah. you're, you're a shortage story, right? You're born yeah. and bred. You live here. I live up the road. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that a big part of what Datch is? Yeah, it was. It was almost, I was way too biased when I started it. Like everything, my, I like live here, like uh, my whole experience, like my group of uh, gay girlfriends, we go out here, like our lives are centered around East London. So when I started, even like our branding was very East London. It was quite like a uh, narky kind of, yeah, like the lesbian clubbing scene in East London. It was very kind of pivoted around that. What's, and, what's narky? I don't like, know. I don't know. Too, I was like, when, you, when you describe <laughs> something as edgy, it doesn't sound edgy at all. So it's like uh, no. quite not aggressive, but quite like kind of, yeah, like not vice would be like being way too generous to ourselves. It was kind of trying to be quite, um, I just don't know if I should swear, but kind of like, fuck you. And yeah, we're doing this like cool new okay. thing. And it was all just based around like who I probably spent my time with and what I thought was a really like exciting space. Um, but then kind of realized that, oh, there's a bigger, there's a bigger market outside of Shoreditch, so maybe we need to like, get, ease it off a bit. And we had, like, uh, we had users who were, like, uh, 55 years old saying, these images are, like, quite daunting to me. <laughs> like, is this what this is all about? And we were like, right. no, it's not, and kind of realized that, yeah, we've gone a bit too far with it. So um, uh, the idea, everything kind of started here, um, and uh, I used to work in all the cafes here, and I've like a office shared with a friend here, spent a lot of time on campus. Like I did all the meetups that like ever existed. Um, so it was kind of weird moving out of here. And uh, that's why I got a scooter because I was like, I need to get around. I'm not used to this having to get public transport places. Why can't I just walk? Um, so yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to coming back. So you've altered your marketing a little bit. Oh, uh, definitely. Like completely yeah. repositioned our branding. Like uh, it, I, my, I remember when the lawyer first looked at my T's and C's, it was like filled with swear words. <laughs> they were like, you need to get rid of this. Um, so uh, we did that. Um, it's, it's now, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of like female lifestyle centric. Um, it's a very approachable brand, I think. So it shouldn't really matter what age you are. Um, it's something that's just very female focused. But so. I mean, ultimately you are selling kind of, maybe you are selling that vision of, you know, that East London lesbian experience as opposed to just a generic one because people kind of want to grab onto something. Even the people that watch Vice aren't necessarily the people doing the Vice things, right? Yeah, I think the, the problem was we had, um, uh, we had people using it that were feeling like alienated by it. And I think as we go into other markets and other countries, it's just, it's, it's kind of too extreme. And I think that was right for me and that's what I liked. But actually we're talking about a much wider pool of people and uh, the most important thing is someone who is realizing their sexual identity and kind of trying to work out if they're gay or not shouldn't see something and go, oh, my God, this I'm, looks I'm terrifying. Sure. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, that's great if you know your sexuality and you're like, uh, great, this looks cool. I like, identify with this. But for people that don't know, it needs to feel approachable and something that they can come into to check it out. And wh where's your audience generally? Is it very, heavily based London? And then yeah. in London, is it? It's very, it's very, yeah, very London centric. Yeah. Um, and then we've got pockets around um, Birmingham, um, Manchester and Leeds, Newcastle pocket. Fair amount going on in the West Country, which right. I wasn't really expecting. Um, and quite a big like Glasgow pocket. Cool. Um, within London, you just see patterns as people are going to work and it moves more centrally. And as they go right. into the evenings, it moves more out to like zones two to four. Um, cool. But it's, it's not particularly biased to east or in any direction. It's kind of quite, yeah, spread out. 
Okay. Um, you know, this is Silicon Real, so let's talk real and ask you a couple, you know, hard questions. Uh, you, we mentioned before, like, you're going to get from Google and Vodafone, they're going to, like, the board lesbian's going to put up a bunch of barriers. Mm. You're going to get restricted. You go talk to VCs. I think you've been open and saying that some just can't touch you. You <laughs> yeah. know, an IPO yeah. might not even be possible. How do you deal with things like that from, I mean, a small business, it's hard enough to do a startup. Yeah, it's, do you know what? With every business, some business won't be, like a business won't be for some investor. There's a, some people just go, no, this isn't the kind of thing we're interested in. And for some people, maybe that's a reason because their fund comes from a certain country where they just would never want to. So someone had um, investors from the Middle East who just, this wouldn't ever align with the, what their values were. And so they wouldn't be able to put money into this business. Um, uh, you know, they said like, yeah, no sex, gambling and alcohol. Um, so, no you know, fun. there's sex on our app. So yeah, that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's... It's fine. It just means that there are some investors that are for us and some that won't be. Um, I think there's a big difference between what we do and what Grinder does. Um, I think like, you know, Grinder has those on Channel 4 last night on the news, there's a really big piece about Grinder being used to facilitate like a, the use of crystal meth and like, a, like sex orgies. Called, and uh, they were kind of talking about how the role that Grinder plays in that. So that's not something that I think will crop up as much within our audience. So I don't think we're looking at the same kind of like um, community that, hap- that has grown through Grinder. We have Grinders used for hookups, and Datch at the moment isn't being used for hookups. It's not to say that in the future it won't like move towards there, but at the moment it's not. So I think as a community of people, it's not quite as um, scary or kind of like as extreme as maybe some people see Grinder to be. I mean, we know Grindr has been very successful. You talked about it earlier as far as the communication is different between, you know, women as opposed to men that yeah. you see. Are there any other, like, big reasons why Grindr will not be able to develop a, a Datch? Or, or how, well, they, how well, so, so Grindr, like, a, the, oh, the apples they, and they made Blender at one point, which was because, like, they were being asked by women to create it for women. Um, and then they just went for the mass market and, and created Blender, which is meant to be for everyone. Um, but... It was, no, they, they, I mean, they added a lot of interest stuff into it. It was a, it was a relatively similar structure to how Grindr worked, but they had a bit more kind of profiling around, yeah, what your interests were. Um, and it started being used as a hookup app, which I think is probably because it came from Grindr. And so people just put it in the same box. Um, I think they've never, they've never had the interest to do it so far. So, I mean, they might do it at some point, in which case they might bring on like a female team to start looking at it and running it. Um, they don't have any data on female behavior at the moment, but that's not to say that they won't be interested in it at some point. Okay, Colin, what am I missing? I just had a question. I'm inexperienced with the uh, online dating or uh, period app uh, dating. So maybe just tell me how, I guess, online dating evolved and then now the app scene is dating evolved. Are you seeing the same trends that happen in the online dating that's happening in the app dating? And do lesbian-specific online dating sites, do they take off or is it... So, Everyone. yeah, so the, the, the online dating sites were, traditionally the lesbian sites were always reskins of gay male sites. Um, so the biggest that's always been out is Gaydar Girls, um, and it's just literally a reskin of Gaydar with girls put on the end of the logo. Um, so things like when you sign up, it asks you how much body hair you have, which uh, for a guy is probably fine if you're signing up because it might mean you're like a bear or a twink or whatever kind of you're using to find your other guy. For women, you're like, why are you asking me this question? Right. <laughs> Not cool. Um, then there were other sites that were created. I think a lot of them started using the white label platform because that was really big in the online dating era. Um, they would just do like a reskin and then some of the networks were set up to deal with LGBT users. Um, 
some of them weren't set up to deal with it very well, so it was a really poor experience. Um, there were very few websites. There was a couple of websites that started that were their own platforms built specifically for women, and they were okay, but it was a completely different style of dating. And I think my personal opinion is online dating on websites as it was never really hit the mark. Like the fact that it was never socially acceptable as it was, like it wasn't kind of commonplace behavior in the UK, like is because it didn't fit the problem. It didn't, it didn't solve the problem. It didn't fit the need. And uh, like in the way that Tinder has, Tinder's created something that people talk about, they're totally comfortable with it. And whether it's a kind of circumstances of time and people are more ready for it now, or they just created the right product that addressed a problem in a really great way. Um, Tinder? What's Tinder? Tinder is the biggest straight dating app that's come out in the past year. So they don't release their numbers, but I mean, they've got millions and millions of users and you just swipe. It's like hot or not. Um, and if you both say each other are hot, then it, um, you, you know, you get and it's told. it's for meetups. It's for... It's for... It's not defined. I think it started off definitely like very date focused. I think it's become a bit more casual over time just because of the volume of people on it. Um, and is there a lesbian and gay section? So you of that? can you can select that you're interested in women. Unfortunately, it still shows you men, which is a bit okay. annoying. Um, but it's just a really simple way to um, meet other people, okay. and it's really fun. Okay. Now you have a unique problem uh, that uh, say Grinder doesn't have is that you have men trying to get on your app. Yes. And so you have to vet all the people by phone and things like that. Yeah. So we started off, that's been a big learning process of all of it. So we started off, I think this was my lack of product experience when I started, we had like nine steps in the validation process to like really filter. Now we just use Facebook to um, kind of automate it. Uh, we had a phase where we were doing phone calls, just trying it because a lot of people didn't want to use Facebook because if they're not publicly out yet or if their parents don't know, it kind of feels a bit scary to use Facebook. Um, it's completely private that, you know, you'll never find out that someone's used Facebook um, to sign in or that they're part of Datch. But we were using phone calls. And so, we, I mean, at the moment, we still get about like five guys a day trying to sign up. Um, so we'd have, yeah, phone calls from guys being like, hey, yeah, I'm just looking for a threesome. And we're like, right, well, <laughs> if you could try another site, that would be better. And they actually, I just, I would have never thought guys would have tried to sign up because like, uh, yeah. sooner or later many. you realize you're <laughs> not a guy. But there's like, there are different kinds of guys. There's different kinds of guys. They think they can turn everyone. Yeah, they, they, they want to convert you. So that's so basically all the, on all the other sites, that's the other big problem of the old websites is the number of guys that get onto them. So you'll be messaging someone yeah. and... Then, or, like, so um, on some of the sites, you can say, you know, relationship. A friend was literally telling me yesterday, like, she was on it. Someone sent them a message. She was like, oh, I'm actually in a relationship right now. I've got a girlfriend. And the person was like, oh, that's super hot. Have you got a pick? And it was like, no girl is going to be, like, asking you that. It's like, you've got a girlfriend. Oh, okay, cool. Sorry. Like, uh, well, yeah. you know, see ya. Um, Does Grinder have that same problem? Grinder has some girls. That they had, there's an amazing Tumblr that's called right. like Girls of Grinder, and it's girls signing up looking for their gay best friend. And okay. going, like, I really want someone to go shopping with. Right. Um, it doesn't happen in the same way at all. Sure. But that's, um, this is generally speaking, and it's obviously not specific, but generally women aren't as interested in gay male sex as men are in lesbian sex. And that's right. kind of why I think a lot of men like try to sign up to it. Is this a problem as you try to scale your business model? Like trying to keep those guys out of the fray? Well, Facebook does it relatively well at the moment. Like I'm not saying there's, there's, there's a possibility that at a time there are going to be guys that work out how to you know, get past it. So we can't completely stop all guys coming onto the platform. It's just that we do the best we can, can to minimize a, it. Because you can a fake Facebook account. Yeah, so we don't just check gender. We check like six okay. different calls on your profile to verify if you are real. Because um, we have people creating fake Facebook accounts. Sure. Someone, like people sign up and they'll have had the account for two weeks and right. they like lesbian and bi girlies of London and Datch. <laughs> and then they like join and sign in. Um, 
It's like they love your app so much. They just want to be a part of it. <laughs> but it's, maybe it's like a challenge, you know. It's like we've set up these things and people want to get through it. Which you should, just, you should set up a page where they go and they have to this, pay like five pounds and then say thank you for donating. To this that. is literally like we were talking <laughs> about this out. this week. Like, what are we going to do with these people? It's an right. audience and it's people right. who care about it. So maybe we just serve them lesbian porn and we're like, there you go. That's <laughs> yeah. what you came here for. <laughs> Send them to a lesbian <laughs> yeah. porn website. Have exactly. Like a, a fans of Datch, you know, yeah. like forum or something. <laughs> um, and uh, you, you know, you must be you're kind of on the cutting edge of like watching women you know lesbian interaction when it comes to the chatting and stuff so yeah. is there anything that surprised you like you mentioned earlier you know guys might want to meet up before and the girls are more likely to talk is there anything else that surprised you like from a social experiment wise that, um, you, that you can share the, the most surprising stuff was just in some ways how unsurprising it was so when when i first started we I did the kind of um, profile verification stuff to try and make a secure community, make women feel safe and not like they were fake accounts and try and encourage them to meet up faster because I thought, you know, and I still think this is the truth of the matter that you can't tell if you properly, properly like someone until you meet in the flesh and like look that person in the eyes and, and know if you've got chemistry. So well, I wanted to encourage women to meet up quicker and it just did not work. Like girls will never do it. Like girls want to have conversations. They normally have to talk about three times before they're going to meet up. So like first chats, hey, then like organizing the date, then just before the date. Um, they browse through tons and tons of images and profiles, come back and look to the same kind of profiles. It's, it's a very, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of how you would imagine women to behave where they yeah, look a lot, like browse through tons of things, then decide who they want to message and a lot of online chat. Wow, fascinating. And what's next for you guys? Is it all about like getting the, like a really big seven-figure investment and like scaling really, really fast? Or do you want to try to figure other things out first? I think we're still figuring things out first. Like uh, the product went out in September, so we're still learning like what works, what doesn't. Um, I think we've definitely got the next few months of making small changes to start like uh, improving overall performance. Um, then uh, once we hit that magical place, um, it will be yeah, scaling and taking it to other countries. So at the moment, it's kind of just enjoyable looking at what's working. We built a game in, for example. Um, I was interested in how the Tinder mechanic works and, and how you kind of play it in front of other people. And so we were thinking about, well, what would, how would that be relevant for girls specifically? So we have um, an interaction called Would You Rather, where you basically see a girl and an alternative. So it could be like a type of food that you like, or it could be what you do at the weekend. Horse riding. That's could be horse riding, yeah, yeah, exactly. Would you rather? Other times it's like spiders yeah. and scorpions. It could be like anything. Yeah. Um, and, and it's you, would you rather date the girl well, or do the other so thing? So we don't say what it, what it means. It's like, would you okay. rather talk to her? Would you like, which would you rather? Right. If you're like in a room and you had the option of like, a curry or this girl which are you going to go for so it <laughs> depends what you want and then if the yeah. girls choose each other we tell them what they chose each other over so it kind of helps make that conversation start faster um so it's things like that that it, but you don't tell the girls you got chosen over yeah we do if you got if you didn't get chosen yeah. then it doesn't come up when you, you do choose each other it says like right. you chose each other over um horse riding and okay. uh, yeah. whatever yeah. um uh, but it just it gets girls talking really quickly and they play it a lot, like a kind of a scary amount. And that was just something that we thought was interesting and fun and just realized how popular it is. And now we're kind of working out, OK, well, this is an interesting mechanic. Should we start putting it at other places throughout the app? So it's in a, like, yeah, it's a kind of fun time now of looking at different things. We're only on iOS at the moment, so Android's going to be starting really soon. Um, so we'll start building that probably um, in the next few weeks. Um, and then once we've got both platforms running securely, it's yeah to other countries. How, how many users do you have? We don't tell people don't at tell the people. moment, I'm afraid. That's okay. 
good question to ask though. What, <laughs> you're kind of new to the, the tech community here in London, right? Yeah. I was just wondering what it's been like the last few years because you were what, in, were you in marketing before? More? Yeah, brand, like brand right. strategy stuff, yeah. And uh, yeah, so what's it been like? Um, incredible. Like, uh, I, th- I think it's amazing. I honestly think it's just the best group of people. The most, the, the amount of stuff you're learning. And I think any job, any new job you go to, you have that great like learning curve at the beginning where you're suddenly like, wow, there's so much amazing stuff. But the amount of stuff you learn doing this job, the amount of people that you meet, the, the whole vibe of the whole community, like is the most open, welcoming, helpful set of people. It's completely unique. It's I used to think marketing was quite cool because it would be going to like shoots and like, uh, you know, things that I thought were quite trendy and going to like nice restaurants. And then you just realize that like actually a lot of the people are like assholes and no one's very nice. And it's all about like personal reputation and making yourself look cool and, you know, like uh, going for it for yourself. And that's complete opposite in tech. And the whole scene is about like helping other people and supporting each other and learning from each other. And there's no way that I would have got the business to where it is now without this scene being how it is because I've relied so heavily on the help from other people and just advice and like input from other people and learning it's yeah it's incredible everyone's trying to help each other here everyone says that collaboration yeah. Lauren, you know Lauren from TaskRabbit so that yeah. she comes over here and everyone's just like yeah. how can I help we found it when we first met Bryce and yeah, everybody yeah. on the show everyone's just excited we're doing it you know? yeah. it's so good because you know, Brian and I come from the finance world where it's like zero sum game. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. like, I got to push you down yeah. for me to get yeah, out. You exactly. win, I lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and whereas exactly. the tech space is so different. It's yeah. so refreshing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and over here, I think everyone wants to see everyone succeed. Right. You know, maybe it's because yeah. London always hasn't been the premier um, city and like we're, we're really making some progress. So I think yeah. everyone's said, you know, you win, we win. Yeah. Let's get more people that win. Yeah. Let's help everyone out that comes over here. I think it just, it doesn't come up like in your brain because no one else is doing it. You wouldn't ever even think that it's like so many people have helped me I would never even question helping someone else it's like you it's just what you do it's like it's great and it's exciting because you meet someone and you know makes you realize where you were at that time and you're like oh you got so much good stuff to come like uh, and some bad stuff sorry um but like it's so cool to be able to share what you've learned because you know that you're going to be asking someone else that's a year ahead of you to be like oh what do I do here I don't know what the best like solution is and when you think uh, New York, you think San Francisco, is that daunting for you? It is a bit. It's, uh, cause I'm, so I'm going, yeah, at the end of February, New York and then San Francisco. And it's like a, a completely different scene. But even, you know, like the gay scene over there is really different. Like even between those two cities, it's really different. So I am under no disillusion that we can just go there. It's like, a, you know, I'm doing this as like a prerequi to like understand how is it different? What, what do we need to change? What's like a where's our positioning within those spaces? Like, you know, if it's not being super East London and it is approachable to everyone, what does that mean in those different places? And kind of got to get my head around that first, as well as all the tech stuff. In terms of a market, is the size of the London sort of lesbian community this pretty close to New York, maybe? Um, New York's bigger. Bigger? Yeah. And San Francisco? Smaller. smaller. Like, by percentage of volume, it's higher, but, right. uh, sorry, by percentage, but it's, it's higher, but by yeah. volume, there's, yeah, fewer yeah. people. Okay. Sounds yeah. like each city, you have to have almost a separate marketing plan, kind of like yeah. a white plan guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Rita said, you know, you go in there, New Yorkers, they behave differently than Londoners. Right. Yeah. yeah, you have an urban density there, but, yeah. you know, you know the, the East London thing might be a good fit here, or the toned down East yeah. London thing, but in New York, you might want to come at it from a different angle. Yeah, right. and I think it's kind of understanding that, like, how does that differ? and how much do we change what we do I think like we have a blog that's really popular the content we put goes down it goes like that's read mostly in America um and uh, well that's a kind of a good sign that it is working over there but even the kind of content that we're producing how do we make sure that we are relevant to the groups of women over there I think the product will always do what it does but it's like who are the partners who are the people that we kind of 
align ourselves with is going to be the most important thing of how do we reach the right women that we think our app kind of solves problems for. You know, I mean, just want to take it further than that. I mean, you know, back in the old days, you would have to go to the gay bar to meet someone maybe of your sexual preference, you yeah. know, and uh, a lot of that, a lot of times that's a barrier to entry for a yeah. lot of people. And, yeah. you know, it's with, terrifying. with, you know, <laughs> yeah, we have like the long tail of everything in the internet, you know, expanding. And I mean, we have people in Georgia that, that listen to London Real and they're like, there's no one in my community that has these conversations. Yeah. So we listen to you. And, and like for your app, I mean, you must enable a lot of people to, I don't know, what is that virtually coming out of the closet yeah. and interact with people without yeah. potentially and having to leave your home. It's like a, it's a big, I, it's one of the things that I love the most about it. And I think is most exciting. Like, so it's most of our users are based around kind of like metropolitan cities. Um, but then the most engaged users are the people that aren't, they're like out in the sticks and they've got nowhere to go. Like, uh, you know, to go to a gay bar means like, uh, going up to Bristol for the weekend and booking a hotel and staying there for the night probably to have a night out and then go back to home where you're probably not going to like uh, come across someone necessarily for quite a while. So, or you see on the app that, oh shit, there actually is someone in my town who I could meet for a coffee. And it can, I can't wait until we go to like China and look at a market where a lot of that infrastructure isn't in place, like, and it's not well established. And they might actually bypass a lot of the kind of gay hubs because people are just using apps. It's a, uh, the most simple way to meet other people and it's so much more accessible can you get into china is the whole government an issue there um at the moment we would be able to as in like grinder hornet all the guys apps run over there so like turkey recently banned grinder so i don't know what happened when we go over there but um uh, yeah we definitely can go to china Okay, uh, here's a question for you. Tomorrow you walk into the office and, and you have to sign an NDA. You can't be involved in any more you know, lesbian dating apps, none of this stuff for like a year, but you can be involved in the tech sector. Yeah. What, what would you go do? Um, what do the industry excites you? I'm trying to think of all the really bad ideas we've had in the app we're talking about. We're like lesbian property rentals. Um, <laughs> that's an Airbnb? Yeah, we were like, everyone jokes that lesbians move in together after the second date. So we were like, well, right. let's just do that. Uh, there's another team in Wira that do a price comparison for moving home. Uh, we're moving in with a lento, uh, rental business. I was like, this is it. Um, is this the, I mean, but just like you said that, is this the tip of a whole different way of marketing to that audience? Um, I think it's a, I think it's the tip of, of building products for women. I think that's, I, I don't actually know what the next thing would be. I know that I'm really interested in female interaction and female behavior. I don't think it's a very well-served market yet. I think, I think in some places it doesn't need to be. I think in some places, like, you don't necessarily have to change the way a news site is designed to think about female interaction. But I think there are some places where gender is really important. And I think looking at different spaces where actually building a product around how women interact, think and behave, the kind of triggers they see, how they behave online is a really interesting space. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, we always ask uh, the question, I'm sure you've heard me ask everyone else before, and I'm going to hit you with it. If you can make a phone call to the 20-year-old Robin oh, yeah. and give that young lady a bit of advice, what would you tell her? Don't, like, uh, don't follow the path that you think everyone is, like, telling you to. I, think, I always get so annoyed that, like, at school, when I was leaving to go to university, it was, like, a clear set of what was going to happen. It was, like, you'll probably do a certain type of degree, and then you'll apply for a grad scheme, and then you'll just probably work your way through a company. And at no point did someone say, like do computer science or like do Russian, do like Arabic, like learn something new that could take you to a completely different place and a new experience. And uh, I felt like when I discovered like the tech scene, it was just like this revelatory thing almost. Like I was learning to program and I was like, this is amazing. Why has no one mentioned this to me before? And, you know, I, maybe I wasn't at a time where I was looking out and going to see it, but it's like, yeah, start looking earlier. Stop thinking that that's the only like path straight ahead. 
and look at other things sooner because the more you start doing different things the more you start realizing what you love and what you care about and you fall into some really cool things you seem like you just got here like she's got, <laughs> she's got the excitement of someone that's just like just landed it's just like wow this <laughs> you're is so just cool about to leave yrs and you're this excited yeah so i know and you've been doing i mean yeah. two years you've been in this tech space right yeah so i quit i quit my job a year ago okay Right. Yeah, and then was kind of doing it. Um, so I went freelance for a bit before that to build my bootstrap, um, but was still in the company. So, yeah. Okay, I'm not finished with the advice question. Uh, okay. What's the best advice you've ever received? Um, someone else said it was the best, <laughs> best advice they ever received, but I'm taking it. Um, which was, yeah, don't fall in love with your product, fall in love with your customer's problem. And uh, if you are obsessed with that problem, you'll work out the best way to fix it. Very well said. Very well said. A last question is, um, you know, to the 20 year old out there who's, who's listening from around the world, I don't know, maybe uh, they want to uh, check out your app or whether they want to just kind of get involved in the business. I mean, you kind of said it earlier as far as like, don't have a set way of doing things, but you think they should get involved in tech early? Yeah, I think like it's there are so many things happening, like conferences and like blog posts and websites and podcasts and like uh, James, like just just start looking into it now I think it's the most exciting space to be working in the amount of stuff the, the speed at which things change at is so exciting I think it's just the best industry to work in so look stuff up now we had so um I run something called Geek Girl Meetup and we uh talk at schools to like young girls about moving into like careers in tech and Geek Up Meetup Geek Girl Meetup Geek Girl Meetup okay, yeah cool. um how, and, how old do you start talking to the girls so we, we run that just for women in the London tech scene um but then the schools asked us to come and talk about what we were doing and then we're doing an unconference in May and then the school asked to bring a bunch of girls up to the unconference and I was when I was like that's the most incredible thing I wish my school had done that just to meet a bunch of people doing these cool jobs and I used to think that coding was like yeah the matrix and it was just people in like hoodies sat at computers and when you start learning the variety of jobs that exist in this sector and all the different things you could do like being a 16 year old girl and hearing about that I think you'd be like yeah I that sounds amazing I could do that that sounds really cool amazing how role models play sub, like subconscious in your mind yeah yeah and again you're talking about like for the last 50 years we basically probably been marketing to men first so we have all these old school ways it's not even do, marketing it's like product right. design it's like yeah. uh, loads of people think to reach a female audience you just market to women and it's like well, what about building the bloody thing for women in the first place like it's in tech particularly so dating is a very male-led industry tech is a very male-led industry and i think it's never intentional no one builds a product going like this is going to work really well for guys and really badly for women but let's just market to women but it's just that a lot of men have designed these things and so little assumptions that might get made along the way means that they go okay we haven't got as many women on the like site let's just target loads of women in our marketing so they think about things like that but what if you actually built the product around women in the first place awesome stuff um colin what do i miss i'm sorry i kind of get mesmerized yeah, no, no, <laughs> just, i think i have two questions the first one uh can you explain the name Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which I uh, almost got wrong today, and I yeah. apologize. It's D-A-T-T-C-H. Yeah, one A, two T's. Um, Dash means date catch. Date. Catch. Okay. Catch a date. Catch a date. Yeah. Very cool. Second. <laughs> it sounds like a lesbian dating app. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I, we get uh, interesting. Loads of girls think it means something like dyke related. Loads of girls think it means something snatch related. It does not. It just like it's a, it's it's a, a good word. name though. The reason yeah, for the name. word was because all the other like lesbian sites were called like girl to girl and like les on les action and all these things were like super girly, super gay, and it was um, about just being a word that could mean something new for our like, users and community. Cool. My second question. Yeah. So you must have pitched this app to like 50, 60 year old men, yeah. VCs. Yeah. 
What was the dumbest question when someone asked I you? I have so many. <laughs> like, it's yeah. The classic yeah. is, that, so the best was, it was actually before I pitched and this guy um, was like, oh, so what do you do? And I was like, I run a lesbian dating app. And he was like, don't be ridiculous. And I was like, no, that's my job. <laughs> that's what I do. And he was like, well, you, you can't be a lesbian. And I was like, really? Why is that? And he was like, well, I've seen lesbians and you're clearly not one. And I was like, right, well, funny thing is lesbians don't have a look, so you can't spot right. a lesbian. So you're not really in a place to say that. And he just literally couldn't get his head around it. Conversation went on and on and on. And then at the end, he was like, do you know what? I was at a wedding five years ago and there was a woman there and she had long hair and she was a lesbian. So maybe... Wasn't that yeah. a conversation from four weddings and a funeral? It was ridiculous. Um, a lot of, I had some feedback from someone that was like, if I invest, do you think people will think I'm a lesbian? I was like, I mean, you invested in a taxi app. Do people not right. think you're a taxi driver? Right. No, it's probably going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, what else? Uh, Who just, are what you invest in? Yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the other ones. One more. Uh, um, uh, people told me, uh, this, I mean, it was meant in a constructive way and it's a friend who said it, but they were like, you have got to stop putting into your pitch deck pictures of girls and girls kissing. It's a real problem. <laughs> and I was like, well, that again, it's kind of what we do. Like right. this is girls falling in love and they kiss, it does happen. <laughs> um, and uh, they were like, yeah, but you put it up on a screen and you've got a room full of men and you're delivering your like proposition and there's girls snogging on the screen. And for like five seconds, they... Might out. lose concentration, <laughs> and it's uh, not you know no one's going to be proud to say that they saw snogging and lost concentration, but maybe it happens, and so they're like, yeah, you need to change that. Um, that there's another good one. This person was like, um, do you think they'll use it to have sex? I was like, no, probably just hold hands. I yeah. think that's probably as far as things will go. <laughs> yeah. All right, so these are all like the, the twelve-year-old questions. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, just for straight people, often they just get all sort of, oh my gosh, you yeah. know what I mean, like. Get all like quiet yeah. and whispery and yeah. And people awkward whisper generally. You'll be in a cafe and like, when they say the word yeah. lesbian, it's yeah. like. So how are things going with your dating app? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> it's, like, it's okay. Yeah, it's good, thank you. <laughs> we're in London. Well, you'd like to think we're in London. Yeah. It's 2014. You can say yeah. the word lesbian and people won't freak out. <laughs> are, are you afraid to go into the U.S. and go into some states that are really, you know, harsh, hard against? I'm definitely lesbian. not afraid. I'm I'm excited about it because yeah. of again the same thing of like that's where the biggest problem is. Like yeah. because you live in a place where it's not accepted, it doesn't stop you from being gay. You just it's right. a lot harder to be gay. Yeah. So actually those are the people that I think I'm most excited about kind of having on the platform. Sure. They can um, reach out and talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. What's more frustrating to you? Is it someone who doesn't address the issue and just skirts around it, like, you know, doesn't want to talk about the lesbianism, or people that just ask you those really boneheaded comments, like, are people going to have sex yeah. from your app? Like, which one would you prefer? I think when I, when I started pitching, the amount of times I was getting asked these kind of stupid questions, I was kind of, I guess I was a bit shocked at first, because, I don't know, I also hadn't run, like, an LGBT business before. I didn't know these kind of things would come up. And so, you know, you get asked them in your personal life, but then you're, like, in a business pitching and you're like oh, we'll be, we're asking weird questions about this um but then after a while you're like this is people have questions about any industry that they don't know about and that's completely fair that right. if you're not gay you may not know about like anything about the community so it's like questions that whatever questions people have that they need to know the answers to that's the question they have good thing about tech and vc is that they will ask the questions yeah because it's like all right well how does this work is this going to make money yeah. then yeah. we don't care I do not think it was okay to say that I couldn't be a lesbian because I had long hair. That was one that I was like, no, this is... This if is, you're listening and that's you, yeah. shame on you. Come on. Shame on you, buddy. 
Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, how do people get in touch with you, Robin? Uh, and uh, if they want to work for you, what do they do? Um, so if you want to work for us, best thing is to download the app and check it out and then get in touch with us. That's there where half go. our staff have come from. Um, oh. So you can download us in the app store, 1A, 2Ts. Um, we're like, email me, Robin with a Y at datch.com. Um, we're on Facebook and Twitter, Datch app on Twitter. I'm Robin Exton on Twitter. We're everywhere. We're on Pinterest, we're on Tumblr. Like, yeah, okay. search us, you'll find us. And I'm guessing word of mouth is probably some of the best advertising yeah. you get. Yeah, it's, that's kind of where most people are coming from at the moment. So we have, we've just kind of started playing with Facebook ads, but until now we haven't done any marketing. So we're just starting to look at that. What if we got like a major primetime series like Girls to mention Dad? What if we got Ellen to mention Dad? That's what you, I want. You want? Ellen. Ellen. Ellen oh, is yeah. like a... Her and I go the, way back. I know. She's huge in the States. So I was at... She's huge everywhere. She's, she's like the lesbian I, idol. I was at Ladies Who Impress right? yeah, on yeah, Wednesday yeah. night. Yeah. So they we sponsored... Uh, Crew Cafe sponsored the event. Ah, cool. I was making espresso martinis yeah, for 100 true. ladies and they had four speakers who yeah. were incredible. And the first one was... Jim uh, the comedian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so she was talking yeah, about Yeah, she's really cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, we are trying to talk to her. Sorry. Good. It's a good event. No, no, no. <laughs> good. I went to the last but one. Yeah, yeah. So on the Ellen yeah. thing, yeah, that would be, uh, that'd so, be huge. I'm yeah. sure you're but, working on that, but yeah. But then you're not available in the US, so you're just going to piss off more people. No, but it's gonna, I think it's going to take us a while <laughs> to make friends with Ellen. Ellen, if you're out there, <laughs> please Someone. look up Dutch and tell us. I'll be in Seven the States. Seven degrees of... Separation, yeah. Some, Who knows, Ellen? We're gonna tweet Ellen this week. Yeah, <laughs> All right. yeah, that's the plan. Um, Robin, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. You're just Thank super you. fun to be around. You got really awesome energy, and so I mean, I don't know. You guys are gonna do fantastic. I think. Yeah. I hope so cool. Thank I you. Wish you all the best of luck. Cool. The um, the apps on uh, iPhone now will be coming to Android later. Yep. Dash D A double T C H one yep. two T's. <laughs> um, there you go. Uh, I just wanted to thank TaskRabbit, our sponsor. Use the code Real twenty five twenty five pounds. Go check them out. It's all good. TaskRabbit.co.uk here in London. Yes. Uh, anything else going on? Uh, no, all's good. We've got some, you know, great responses from people looking to help us out. So keep them coming. Yeah. Uh, as we grow, as we get bigger, more episodes, we need more help. So yeah, it's all good. We got a couple yeah. people already volunteered their services. We got TaskRabbit helping us out too. So it's all good. Yep. Uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, you can come see our faces on YouTube channel Silicon Real. Uh, she's got long hair. <laughs> she's not straight. It's okay. <laughs> I've got short hair. Um, so check us out there. Um, we're on Twitter at Silicon Real. Give us a shout. And uh, yeah, it's about the people. It's cool to meet people like Robin. Great. Um, all the best. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. All right, guys. Take care. We've got a beautiful thing going that essentially enables the entire world to be a lot more spontaneous. 15% of Londoners have this app on their phone. 20 now. Yplan does a very clear job for the consumer. And when you're so focused and actually resonates with the consumer, this is how you can get that, that sort of viral growth in four months. We built the app, we built the backend, we built the marketing plan, and we built the supply relationships and everything else that goes with the business. I think Stephen Fry just tweeted about us, and I'm looking there at live download numbers, and it's just kind of like this.